Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, the multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much everyone for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence, your support, your time taken. Uh, it's a beautiful evening and we are back in the woods walking. Uh, if you know by now, I am an avid walker, uh, outdoor enthusiast. Don't say I do anything much, but it is what it is. It's the summer, and it's time to take advantage of it. Uh, and so here we are. Um, today's episode is on Christian narrative of persecution and what it has to do with the money for violence. So the Christian uh, mythology is built on the basis of Jesus is the son of God and he went to heaven he was chosen by God he was born of a virgin Mary he came he lived he preached his mission and then went back to heaven and the and Jesus was persecuted because he started Christianity and the early Christians were persecuted my dear friends there's no such thing as Christianity if Jesus came to earth and he, he came to earth and he asked someone for help and said, excuse me, could, I, could you help me to go back to Jerusalem? Uh, my name's uh, Jesus. And you'd ask him, Jesus, wait a minute. Aren't you the one who started Christianity? Uh, he, he wouldn't know what to say. He said, I don't know what you're talking about because he never started Christianity. Christianity is a word that comes from Christos, which means the anointed one in Greek. And it comes from the uh, Hebrew word Messiah, or in English, or Messiah. Messiah, I don't know how to pronounce it in Hebrew. So he was chosen as the Messiah, the, the anointed one, the one that God chose. And that in Greek, which was the lingua franca of the time, is Christos. But this word Christos comes only at 100 years, first heard 100 years after Jesus dies and from that in 323 it becomes Christianity so Jesus would never have heard of this word Christos okay so there is no such thing as Christians early Christians okay very important to understand that and Jesus himself was what we'd call a Jew uh, Yehuda uh, Judea he was from Judea so uh, in Hebrew it's Jude, uh, Yehuda and so he in English Judea and he was a Jew in those days there was no term Jew it was Hebrews okay he was a Hebrew from Galilee which was outside north north of Judea now because he is a Jew this was a political fight between two people two groups of people one were the orthodoxy um, and one one was the orthodoxy who was the government at that time the Sanhedrin which is which was controlling the Sanhedrin which is their parliament of that time um, and that was what uh, he was against and there were many splinter political groups okay and each of them were fighting to get loose of the power of the Sanhedrin, which is the political power base. Okay, um, 
one they, they were controlled by the Sadducees okay um, of its time so this was a political fight between two with different groups of Hebrew people this was not Christians versus Jews this was two Hebrew groups and they splintered the, the state came to an end the province came to an end by 130 70 80 the second temple was broken in um in in uh, by 125 135 the state of judea was this dis, uh, dismembered it never came back again until 1948 okay so there was no christian versus jew and the early what they call as early christians were actually jews trying our hebrews trying to fight each other and finding political space uh, forming alliances and and trying to get political space and each one was opposing the other very much like we have politics of today the congress versus the bjp versus the tmc versus the akali dal versus a dmk versus uh up it's the same thing it was a political process uh, and they managed to finally this group that supported politically jesus finally managed to ally with the roman empire who was the empire at that time the empire took on this word christos means uh anointed one eternally anointed um and made him the pr campaign manager of uh of the empire the empire was based out of rome which is italy and that's how uh christianity reached italy uh, reached uh, europe and because the constantine finally absorbed the uh, ideology of of these hebrews because they were still hebrews jews as we call them today um it became finally the christian empire of rome so jesus would never have known what is christianity and he never asked for it he was fighting for political power in judea not even in europe he was fighting against the sanhedrin the sadducees which was a political group and also an ideological one because they were the high priest of its time that's very important to understand you can look at the map you can google sadducees you can google uh the pharisees it's another group uh you can google jewish hebrew sanhedrin of first century ad um sanhedrin you can look that word up um and that's how it is but the christian groups christian ideology uh, political groups and the imperial groups colonizing groups have put out this rhetoric in this narrative that christian early christians were persecuted oh my god we are such a poor weak people we were persecuted they came to india they were persecuted everyone was persecuted so we are victims we are perpetual victims so you're feeding yourself with this victim narrative you're putting it in your mind you will manifest what you're putting in your mind if you put in your mind that you're empowered you're free you're you're healed you're uh, successful you will be successful but you put in a negative narrative you will get negativity and that's why um that's why people have been uh people have been absolutely 
disgusted with these people, with this Christian church, and has have leaving because they're in disgusted with this negative narrative. We're always on the back foot. We're all these betrayers, victims, and we are, uh, you know, conned into believing in this. Oh, we're victims. We must sh- stay together. And what does Jesus say about making peace in the world? So how do they make peace? They go to war. They go invade others, they go con others, they go and tell lies to others. Oh, Jesus is taking you to heaven. But you yourself is victim. You're a victim for 2,000 years. How can you go to heaven? You can't even get a positive narrative. And you're telling me you're going to sell me some product about you going to heaven that you've never seen. But you, you want to believe that you're a victim here. So you can't do anything here, but you want to do in heaven. It's like saying, you know buy a lottery ticket and I guarantee you um, I guarantee you you're going to win with a lottery ticket but you know never mind that you're not going to get anything now you have to buy it for you know 20 years and maybe you'll get one dollar but no no keep buying because I guarantee you so this is basically a lottery ticket but they sell sold us a narrative that we are victims and this victim narrative is promoted everywhere it's a lie for you to oh we are so good the other people are bad see how bad they are they actually uh, kill jesus they're actually negative uh, heathen people they're idolaters they're heathen and blah 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 and we must ethnically cleanse them we cannot leave them alone we cannot teach we cannot um um, we, we cannot let them be. We must give them the mission of Christ to heal them. But they've gone around the world for 2,000 years or in their own communities and killed each other. And that's not a problem. So they can kill. Why are you killing? Because it's the mission of Christ to heal the world. And we must give them, we must show them the, the, the healing power of Jesus. And if they don't, we must, we must do everything to impose it on them. Of course, they don't say impose, but we're just doing the mission of Christ. In reality, they have, they have allied with the polit- politics behind, the politicians behind, paid big money and held on to power because they want power. And in that power, they force you to accept their ideology. They con you into believing you're different. Um, and you're going to heaven. And if you don't, they'll take away all uh, education from you, education facilities from you. They'll take a, they take away all land from you. They will they will force you to believe in their rhetoric. If you don't, they will not allow you to pass in the exams. They will not give you employment until you forcibly, but you know, take up their ideology. And what's it what is it called? Oh, we're doing the mission of Christ. This is what they, their interpretation of Christ. In reality, they want power because Christianity is the Roman Empire. It's very much like Muslims saying, kufar, kufar, kufar. Their job is to make the whole world Muslim, Islam, and wipe the world of the kufar. And then they call you hate speech, phobic, this phobic, victim. But this narrative finds root in its original ideology where they lied to say the early Christians were persecuted. The early Christians were not persecuted. They were political groups fighting against each other for power and for uh, different you know aspects of power and to get away from the hold of the ideologues who today the the people of the book 
or those people had power are today what they call as um, um, ultra-Orthodox Jews. If you go see ultra-Orthodox Jews or the Haredim, they are the ideological descendants of the Sadducees or the people of the book. And this mentality has been drilled in our heads from the time we are born, just like the kufar, cleanse this earth of the kufar, we must kill all the kufar. If they, they don't accept our mission, we must, we can kill them, we can abuse them, we can destroy, we can make them uh, darul al-harb, or I think that's the word, I'm not sure. That means a house of fire, a house of violence, which is exactly what there is happening in France. But the two ideologues doing the same thing. Christianity wants to impose themselves on everyone else, which is what the European empires did, which is what France did, and Islam wants to impose themselves and 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 typically, typically change the world. I mean, that's what they are. So basically, that's what it is. Um, and this brings us to the Manipur violence. The Manipur violence is between the tribal groups. Okay, what are these tribal groups? They're Metis and Cookies. One, the Hindu groups are about 53% of the population. Okay, 53% of the population. And 53% of the population control 10% of the state. The state is made of a football field. It's like a football field. And right in the center, you have the pitch. And that's the only small little pitch, or should I say, a, f- or, or cricket stadium, where the pitch, you see the pitch, the pitch of the football, the cricket stadium? That pitch is what 53% control. Okay, 53% control. 47%, which is the minority uh, people, not much of a minority, they're almost equal, control 90% of the state. And those, those, my dear friends, are Christians. The violent star and these Christians have been converted. They've all lived together for ages. How come all of a sudden when Christianity comes in, they have problems? How? How does they have problems only when this ideological tug group comes into power? How? Because they are brainwashed. They were allowed to by the British. Then the secular thugs, the licensed Raj thugs of the Indian National Congress allowed them to buy land and to not only buy land but convert the people over there while keeping the Hindus in poverty. Okay, this is what the secular group did. They kept the Hindus in poverty so when you're poor obviously you're going to, you're going to do anything to get money into your hands. Okay, and to, to rise above the status quo but they keep you poor in purpose. So that you depend on them. And then you become the next generation of warbacks. And then they feed you with, oh, you're persecuted, you're persecuted, you're persecuted, blah, 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 blah. And you think you're persecuted, you have to be, that you look at your, your brother as your enemy. You see those people there that say, oh, they are enemy, they persecuted us. Jesus was persecuted by idolaters 2,000 years ago. So the Hindus are idolaters, you must send the mission to Christ because all these idolaters are against Jesus, against the mission of Christ. We must convert these idolaters, the caste, the Dalit, the Dauri, which is all exactly European, Islamic, blah, blah, blah. Which is all Christian. Has nothing to do with us. It's all bought in by the invaders. Left us dirty laundry. 
So this is what it is. Now they're fighting amongst brothers because they've been told a lie. So 90% of the state, the Hindus cannot buy land in the 90% of the state. So they've protected themselves. But when the Hindus want to protect themselves, no, you cannot. So on May the 3rd or 4th, the state high court gave the order that yes, they will get tribal status to protect their land. The Manipur, all, all Manipur students union, which were against this ruling of the state, then decides to say, they go on a march and say, we're against the ruling. I mean, who are you to go on against the high court? If you want to go against the high court, please go to the high court again and appeal the ruling. But that's when the violence started. When this student union decides that they are against the high court ruling. So they're the ones who really are the people who endangered, who ideologically um, spread this anger around, uh, saying, we're against the ruling. We're not going to give in to the ruling. I mean, it's not that they were taking away land. It's not they were taking away land from someone else. They are, this is their ancestral land, which is exactly what happened to the natives of Canada and the United States. The natives of Canada and the United States the natives of Canada and the United States um, owned the land. And when they owned the land and the Europeans came, they signed treaties with each other. Okay? They signed treaties with each other and the Europeans said, okay, well, this part of the land is yours. We'll give you reserves. We'll give you part of the land and you take some and you let us stay on ours. But the Europeans never kept their promises. Never kept their promises and those treaties till today are not recognized and today the natives have hardly any land left because the treaties, uh, the people lied. They took the land that was supposedly part of, their tre- of the treaties and built their cities and towns on them. And the natives were left high and dry. They were put in residential schools in Canada, in the US, they were put in other types of schools and they lost their culture. Today, they are nothing. They're nothing. They're not even 2% of the population of Canada and the United States. And they've lost their culture, they've lost their land. And this is after they're signing the treaties. So similarly in Manipur, they have, they have treaties, they have laws to protect the Christians. They have laws to protect the Christian when this is ancestral land of the Manipur Hindu community. The Christians came because they had power. That power was transferred to the secular Indian Land National Congress and the License Raj, the humbugs, who continued what the British were doing because Nehru was sleeping with Advina Mountbatten. The church then took over and signed whatever, made an alliance with them. Once they made an alliance, um, they continued the proselytization. Now, 47% of them are converted and they're brainwashed to believe that they're victims. They're going to be victims. They're going to they believe, they're made to believe that they're, they're, um, they're, they're um, 
their brothers who they've lived for together for so long are part of the problem. So they have to eradicate the problem. So they've taken over land, they've protected their land, but they've not protected. They don't want to protect, they don't want to give anything to the Hindus because the Hindus are idolaters, they are filthy pagans, they are, you know, they, they, are, they, they have persecuted everyone. So they need a visual for this. So they went against the Hindu community who have 10% of the land, refused to give them protection rights, even though the high court says, and they are not the high court. They control the police, they control the law and order, they control government officials. They got all the power. The power lies in with the Christian community. So what do you think is going to happen? Don't you think there's going to be violence? This is exactly what happened. Otherwise, if, if they didn't have any power, they would not have gone against anyone. They would have had talks before. Who are they to decide what someone wants to do in their land? Who are these Christians to decide that, okay, I, I want you to do this on your land, but not on my land. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you who you're going to be because the Christians are brainwashed to look down on their brothers and sisters. And they instigated the violence in Manipur. Once they instigated the violence, it was over. Manipur burned and everyone's saying, oh, well, look, the BJP government. Why was this done? This was done only to get back at Manipur because they lost the elections. The Congress lost the elections. The Congress, through the, to the Christian groups, lost the elections. So the BJP, so the Congress and their Christian churches had to take revenge. They knew this was coming. They had to take revenge. They think they control the land. Their God controls the land. And they are so clean and so pure, they have to wipe the state off any impurities that are Hindus, who are always brainwashed as communal people. And this is exactly what's happened. This is what happens in Goa, my dear friend. This is a continuation of uh, the Inquisition. The Goa Inquisition, this is a continuation of that. And this was brought to date, brought to the surface by the Congress supporting Indian Christians. And one of them actually said in, in one of the interviews, and I don't know which channel, I think it was India Today, uh, Rajdeep Sardesai, I don't know which of the states, it says, who are you going to vote for? Who is a Christian going to work for? Well, a Christian will always vote for a Christian. A Christian will not vote for a Hindu. And um, so blatantly on on TV and I just remembered myself we are brainwashed to vote only for the Congress we are brainwashed and this is exactly why I voted for the Congress when I was there because I was brainwashed and we are told we're not allowed to even think separately we are told that Hindus are caste Hindus are idolaters Hindus are filthy and this is what happens and when we don't get what we want and we got 90% of the land we got all the power because we are in the government we are in every part of everything. We we're not going to say sit down and take any orders. We'll go and use violence, which is what the Congress does all the time. They use violence every time and then they blame, then they pretend that they're victims because this is their narrative. And then they'll show the world only one side of the story, but they won't show the narrative that's been indoctrinated into you. These two people were all one people once. They were not two people. They were brothers and sisters living together. And then Christianity comes and boom, clack. 
And every time there's violence, you say, oh, the fascist, the Hindu fascist. First it was caste, then it was Dalit, then it was dowry, then it was colonization. Now it's, now it's garbage. And this is what they did. And as a Christian, I voted for that. And this is how I'm ashamed I am. This is the money for violence. This is the money for violence. You can't get better. They actually, they actually did this in Canada and the US. Exactly what is happening in Canada and the US. That's exactly what they did. And you can't get, this is how they eradicated the natives of Canada and the United States. This is exactly what they did in Godra in 2002. The Congress lost the elections. They knew that there was elections coming up. So they had to in, instigate violence. Once they instigate violence, they'll tell everyone, see, we told you the Hindus are bad. The Hindus are communal. Besi behind the scenes, they were the one who's who instigated the fire in the train, the Congress Muslims. And from there, for two, 20 years, they've been lying. For 20 years, they've been lying. That oh, Godra was done by the, by the, Godra was done by the, by the Hindus. No, it was the Congress-led Muslim groups who created that violence. And they blew it up. Similarly, over here, it's the Congress-led Christian groups who instigated the violence because they lost Manipur. And they knew that they had another election coming up in Karnataka. And they needed to show Karnataka, see, we told you, we told you how, how the BJP is secular, is, sorry, communal. See, we told you, BJP led Hindus. And guess what Karnataka did? They actually voted. And the Christian groups were saying, the Christian groups went to the church and said, thank God. The Hindus of Karnataka voted against this, this fascist party, this party who is always instigating terror, violence and hate everywhere. Where's the hate come from? Oh, the Manipur violence. Who did the Manipur violence? Oh, well, of course, the Hindu, Hindus in, in, in Manipur. We Christians were the victims. They got 90% of the land, but they are the victims. They control the big post in the, in the, in the army, in the, in the police in the government but they are no they're victims and for 2000 years they are victims how do you change that mentality you don't they're going to go down with it this is what the church does this is what islam does they did it in they did it in in godra they did they're doing it in manipur and they did it and they will do it again and again because we're currents and waves. It's not our currents that, it's, it's not the waves that form the currents, it's the currents that form the waves because we're cyclic. So it will never end until you change the narrative, you heal and you get out of it. And this is the narrative, this narrative of persecution. Oh my God, it is going on for 2,000 years. You cannot be persecuted for 2,000 years. You cannot, especially when you're forming alliances with the devil and you're instigating the violence from the back door, you're indoctrinating your people to hate their own brothers and sisters because they have different labels for you, because you're a political party, because you're not religious, you're absolutely political. Behind the scenes, you're political. You have big political powers. You form, you form alliances with political powers, but in the front, you pretend to be religious victims. The answer is no. So unless you heal, 
And from that, we get the concept aham brahmasmi. We are, I am the Brahman. I am the cosmos. I am the subconscious. I am part of this cosmos, cosmic fear, sphere. I am but a frequency of this cosmic sphere. And everything in the universe is the same frequency, cosmic frequency. I am the Brahman. Everyone is Brahman. Everyone is a cosmic frequency. We are all the same. So get off this Abrahamic colonization of your mind that you're persecuted. You are, your neighbor is your enemy. You're a victim. You're not. You're healed. Choose to heal. Choose to stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your street. Stop the violence in your street and you will stop the violence at your borders. We are one. We are one cosmic sphere. Frequencies of alt of eternal power there is no labels we're the same currents and the same waves it's our currents that form the waves if you want to change you have to heal you have to get off the dirt make every single junction into an into an intellectual laboratory and you will heal and on that note my friend friends i wish you all the very best understand what is in between Understand the layers and layers of dirt that have accumulated. Understand how you can heal. Take your responsibility. Understand the currents that form the waves. Don't feel scared. Remove this narrative of victimhood and stop looking at the other side as someone who's different from you because you're just the same. On that note, I wish you all the best. I wish you healing. And may we all heal together as species of life. Thank you. Have yourself a great, great day.